WOLB Baltimore and WERQ FM HD3 Baltimore. Brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. The views and opinions of the guest and host you hear on 1010 WOLB are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio 1, its sponsors, or advertisers. like to thank the people out here to support this bill. Where y'all at? Okay. And I also would like to give thanks to all these petitioners, because we actually consulted the people in the neighborhood. We got there, you know, we wanted to know how they felt about what was going on in their communities. Unlike a lot of these agencies, we actually consulted the people in the communities. Okay. And we got almost a thousand names uh, on these uh, petition forms. Some of them are still out. So, and what the petition says is, to, to Mayor Pugh, the Baltimore City Council, Governor Hogan, the Maryland State Legislature, and the U.S. Congress. Yes, I agree that we should, one, end the displacement of people from their neighborhoods and end the destruction of their communities just to give land and taxpayer subsidies to developers and investors. Two, introduce the 1% interest renovation slash rebuilding loan dollar house dollar lot program because the house will be built from the ground up for the individual citizen as a fairest way to ensure funds earmarked for the community are used to help the people who actually live there with training, jobs, and home ownership. Number three, end the destruction of the remaining affordable housing stock in Baltimore, a city with a documented lack of affordable housing. I've seen people walking around the street scared to death. But you know what? If they live in a decent house, that they will eventually have a deed to they straighten up their back. They have a little bit of pride. If you see those brothers slinging on the corner, if they had a trade, they could know how to go and make a decent living and not have to run from the police. We have a murder rate of almost 300 young people in this city. Suppose somebody gave a tenth of them a job where they could take a paycheck to the bank and cash it for real dollars. And suppose me, a 68-year lady, doesn't have to worry, I got to get out of here before it gets too dark. Do you hear me? Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is real simple. Help the brother that's trying to help the rest of us. We got his back. And if you play your cards right, we'll have your back. We've got to be the, the, the lightning rod in this nation because every urban city in this country, through conspiracies, find themselves with thousands of abandoned houses don't tell me that's not by design we've got to break out of that genocidal approach to people who want to live and have a right to, to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness let there be no doubt justice delayed is justice denied Okay. Hello, Baltimore. Good morning. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Call Tyrone Show. And we are back for another informative journey into information concerning the culture and the potential for advancement in Baltimore City from the state that we exist in today. Um. So first of all, <laughs> we're going to talk about the fact <clears throat> that um, you guys get your MAGA hats out, okay? Because uh, the President of the United States of America, Donald Trump, is going to visit Baltimore, or scheduled to visit Baltimore on Thursday, okay? 
And um, there's been a lot of hoopla about some of the things that Donald Trump has said in regards to um, Baltimore being full of rodents and mice, uh, etc. And um, the thing that really set it all off is, uh, and we played it on the show, a clip on the show of uh, this conservative, black conservative, uh, Kimberly Clack. Um, she went to investigate some of the neighborhoods in Baltimore and um, was so-called conservative. And uh, she found a bunch of trash. And um, but what everybody wasn't was realizing was, and what our show immediately picked up was the fact, and we had it on the video, was the fact that the trash that was being dumped there was a direct result of the green spaces that were created by tearing down a bunch of houses in a city with a documented lack of affordable housing stock and um, preparing them basically for giveaways to uh, wealthy developers as opposed to revitalizing the community for all and creating jobs for um, working class people in the process and minority uh, contractors uh, uh, who, who basically furnished the employment for a lot of our young people in the city of Baltimore with criminal records. Okay, so, and, 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 and I'm just going to be straight up front. A lot of uh, what my program is about is to supply the analytical basis or analysis for why we should employ our program, which is the uh, 1% or the Dow House program for the 21st century. As presented by the Homes Coalition. Home stands for Home Ownership, Opportunity, and Ministry for Economic Success. And uh, what we want to do is we want to take some of this housing stock that they intend to tear down in historical black Baltimore, for the most part, no other part of the city, but historical black Baltimore, and restore it, um, sell to the citizen, not to our organization, to the citizen, not to any member of our organization, but the citizen, I say again, for a dollar, okay? <laughs> Then give the citizen, not me or any member of our organization, a 1% interest renovation loan. Okay. With that 1% renovation loan, let's say you have a house that costs $100,000 to restore. Then you would come up with a $300 a month mortgage. You know, so this is a program that's meant to help working class people. Most development programs in Baltimore are geared towards uh, renting developers. Okay, and uh, as we talked about last week, um, uh, a lot of uh, development that's done in Baltimore um, actually is, is based on, I guess, the trickle down theory. That's something I come up with, or or somebody's being paid, or some uh, somebody's paying somebody's campaign. I don't know, but the trickle down theory, which we identified in the last program, doesn't really work. And the guy that invented said it doesn't work because what happens is when you give money to rich people, they only spend thirty percent of the money. When you give money to uh, uh, working class people, they spend 98% of the money. I mean, like immediately. I'm not talking about down the road. Because they have to they have to live. They have to buy things. They got to buy toilet paper, stuff like that, eat food, you know, and things like that. They, they're spending that money for their survival. And when you give uh, money to poor people, they spend 100% of it right away. So that money is being worked into the economy to support everybody, businesses, like Lowe's and, and local hardware stores would benefit. And also we wanted to use um, uh, ex-offenders and, and, and long-term unemployed and people, you know, that basically can't get a livable wage, you know, for the most part because of things they've done, you know, mistakes they made in the past. We've all made, made mistakes. And uh, we figured that we could use this, this program um, we have, 30, for instance, we have 37 uh, contractors signed on as secretaries to the program. So we can train young men in the trades. We can, um, who, who maybe can singing or whatever, um, give them, you know, give them a chance in life, an opportunity. Because a lot of this crowd is being caused by lack of opportunity. That's why they can't solve the problem, because they want to use the police to address every problem, because of all the TV shows we were watching all our lives. All these damn TV shows we were watching. Um, we believe that the police is the solution to every problem, even though, even though every police commissioner that's ever come to Baltimore has told you that they cannot do this alone. We still want to insist that the police department can handle this problem alone. We can't arrest our way out of the problem, people. And the, the things that mainly work when you're dealing with crime, the things that have been shown to work and proven to work, if you do any research, are getting people you know, jobs and job training. And the most effective things, getting people out of that lifestyle. Because once you're in that lifestyle, and again, as I've said before, and I can prove it, 
a lot of these murders in the city of Baltimore is linked to the drugs and drug culture, people. You know, you're in these gangs. Gangs are nothing more than an employment agency. You in one of these gangs and they, they tell you you got to put in some work. You know, you might have to go and take somebody out. Well, you might find yourself getting taken out in some of these gangs for violating the rules. So you might have to take somebody out for something you ain't got nothing to do with. Are you in a settlement beef or whatever? Somebody, if somebody stocks, stick, uh, sticks up one of your drug boys, you can't let that go unchallenged. You can't go to the police and say, look, somebody just stole my drugs, my drug money. You're going to have to handle that. You have to have corner on the streets. Okay. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not trying to um, make excuses for it, but this is what, this is the reality that we don't want to face. And then they're going to have to, that gang's going to have to retaliate against you. When the, when a young lady that was, you know, the young little girl that was killed in, in, in the streets of Baltimore, um, recently, <laughs> um, on her steps. She got caught in the crossfire between two drug gangs. We don't understand that, how this thing affects people that has have absolutely nothing to do with it. But the underlying cause is not what we are attacking. The lack of opportunity in our neighborhoods, um, the lack of uh, meaningful employment. I mean, you got, even, and, and like I said, um, the rich people want everything nowadays. I mean, they, they, all of the, just about all of the wealth that was created all new wealth that was created after the great crash has gone to the top one percent. You know, as I've said before, our our incomes have gone up four percent. The CEOs in, since nineteen seventy three, the CEOs' incomes have gone up five hundred percent. Fortune five hundred company CEOs, their income has gone up nine hundred percent. They don't care about you because they convince you that they deserve it because they work for it. So no matter how hard, and some of you've been working harder than some of these knuckleheads down at these hedge funds that, that have been cheating. You know, the general public, you know, and it caused all this blight by um, at Morgan Chase and all this stuff by by um, swindling people into these high prime loans that, that qualify for sub for 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 regular um, for prime loans and cheating them out of their money and, and creating this blight and getting them out of their houses. And and don't get me started. We also talked about John Hopkins, how they use uh, stuff like eminent domain to get people out of their houses and, and uh, people like my um, my ex-wife's mother out of their houses, been living there for years, got $11,000 for the house. Okay, 60% of the people want to come back to their communities, but can't. People find out they got to leave their homes in church, crying in the church, just find out about it, reading about it in the paper, when they're supposed to have hearings, you know, before putting these people out. And John Hopkins, by the way, is tax exempt. They're not contributing to the tax base. Yeah, they're a nonprofit, you know, but they don't contribute. The whole idea behind having non tax status is that you contribute to that community, you know, in a way that uh, justifies your tax uh, uh, um, free status. And, um, you know, Dr. Carson, you know, um, operating some rich people and giving them brain surgery that you're not going to get. It's not to me is not enough. All right. And throwing people out of their houses is not enough uh, to contribute to the community. The merit you're getting those billions, billions of dollars on federal, state and local funds. And subsidies. Okay. John Hopkins depopulated 800 acres of Baltimore using all kinds of schemes by boarding up their own houses because they were a major landlord and things like that. And, you know, which would force people to leave because they don't want to live on a block with board of houses. Okay. And uh, 800 acres of land and spent billions of dollars, um, billions of dollars, um, for whatever development they, they did in return, I mean, if you go down there and look, our program that we're talking about to revitalize Baltimore, for let's see, for a billion dollars, you could have done 10,000 houses at $100,000 a pop. 10,000 houses. You could have put people to work, and you would have got your money back, all of it, with interest, 1% interest, okay? But with the John Hopkins program, they get to keep everything. They don't give nothing back, and they don't pay tax to begin with. And when you, if you went with our program, you would have had ten thousand houses restored, and the city would have documented lack of affordable housing, and you would have got all your day going money back with interest, and you would have put people to work, got them off the streets, and and trained them in, in the building trades. Because when you put houses together, it's going to take electricians, it's going to take plumbers, it's going to play take carpenters, and all kinds of tradesmen to put these houses, professional tradesmen to put these houses together. And these are things that are conducive to having your own business. I have my own business because of that. I have a college degree, but I have my own business because of that. That's how I make my money. 
Okay, it's because of my my uh, my my trade license. I have three master trade licenses as well, so I know the value of a trade license. I have people coming up to my truck when I work in these communities. I don't sit down at city hall or at some news station doing my work a day. I go out to these communities and I see what's going on. So yeah, I know Baltimore City has rats. I also know that. These green spaces contribute to it. And if you were listening to the tape from Kimberly Clack, you'll, um, you would have seen um, that they, the guy was saying that people would come from outside the community to dump the trash in the first place. The people that dump in the trash don't even live in the community. And nobody's paying attention to that. And then some people were nice enough to go down and thought they would clean up the trash. And then two hours later, another person from outside the community comes in there and dumps more trash in the green space. And they, so they had to see with their own eyes and realize, hey, I was stupid enough to believe that these people were doing this, but these are people outside the community doing it because I was fooled like everybody else. Because that's what happens when you go down there like I do and you see what's really going on and you understand the reality of, um, of uh, the propaganda that's being put out. Okay, so that. And then what Donald Trump was saying, although it was true, if he really wants to make America great again, he needs to go to Dutch Village, where uh, Jared Kushner, his grand is not his grandson, but his, his son-in-law, owns property, and get rid of some the mice and that mold out there. They they found mice and mold in those properties. Okay, so if he wants to make America great again or Baltimore great again, then one of his stops needs to be down at Dutch Village, where his grand his his son-in-law owns a property, and start making that great again by getting those um. Those mice out of there. I mean, <laughs> nobody likes rodents. Y'all remember the um the commercial where they had uh the Roach Motel? <laughs> what a dumb name for it. But I mean, uh, the roaches move in. How'd it go? The roaches check in, but they don't check out. <laughs> the Roach Motel. <laughs> so, no, nobody likes roaches. Nobody likes mice, uh, Mr. Trump. So go down there and tell your son-in-law to get that crap out of that uh, housing uh, situation he owns down there at uh, Dutch uh, Village on your way over down to the harbor to have your little a Republican get-together where you're all spending uh, our tax dollars in the way of tax breaks and et cetera, um, drinking from golden chalices and, and uh, clinking uh, glasses and golden goblets and eating, out of, eating with gilded cutlery on the taxpayer's dole. And I'm sure you got a hotel somewhere nearby where everybody's going to be staying anyway on the public's dope in your personal hotel. So while you're doing all that, check in with the people down at our Dutch uh, Village. Matter of fact, some of them, some of the people that complain, um, got threatened with jail time. So I guess you can't. I'm um, complaining about a mouse in your house if you're if you're um well, that rhymes. But I guess you can't complain about a mouse in your house <laughs> if. Uh, it belongs to a billionaire, you know. I mean, these are these are these mice are rich mice. They have portfolios all over the country, so you cannot dare uh, besmirch the uh, the mice uh, that we uh, have in our properties. Uh, we're going to have to press charges against you if we're even daring to do that. We're billionaires after all. We run this country. So, okay. So I'm gonna get off my I'm gonna get off my soapbox about that. But I was just. Uh, just overwhelmed with some of the nonsense that I just happened to be reading about in the paper, some paper, because anymore it's getting to be like a comic strip, you know, like Jim Kelly said, um, and it entered the dragon. You sound like you come right out of a comic book. <laughs> think I want to leave. Okay. So let's bring up, uh, um, Charles. Let's see what Mr. Charles has to say this morning. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Charles. Uh, right, right. Sure. Um, well, I have a question and a comment. And the question is, um, are you able to get your program on the ballot to make it a ballot issue in the next election? Uh, I don't know. But we, what we have been thinking about doing is checking with other candidates to see how they feel about the program. The problem with the program, Charles, is that it doesn't benefit wealthy developers. The, the way it works is it's meant to benefit the um the minority contractor who's normally shut out of city contracting due to the fact that you got to wait 90 days to get paid. So, and, and things of that nature which were, um, were actually designed, I guess, or the only way I could figure to keep them out. 
and it's very effective. So the way our program works is you um, get your pay at just like a, 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 a 203K loan. Um, you get your, which is what our contracts are used to getting anyway. You get your pay as soon as you complete a phase of instruction and it's inspected. And it also benefits the community. A lot of our thinking with development is not long-term, it's short-term. You're trying to make something look good while you're in office. The things of, the main facets of our program, like generational wealth and long-term tax um, gains, are, are long-term. And getting, as well as getting the money paid back in 30 years. All of it. So this actually costs the taxpayers nothing to do this. And it, it creates a, a benefit, whereas it's almost immeasurable. you got people that are learning trades. you got people that are making money in their community. You have small minority contractors that employ people with records because they don't care. They don't care if you can do the job. They know when people have turned themselves around because they're used to dealing with them. They're their cousins, their brothers, and everything else where they'll give you a chance where the average contractor wouldn't, you know, sometimes, not all the time. I'm sorry, go ahead. All right, and um, the, the statement is about the trash. Now, I have a truck. Now, I go by these homeless camps, and I see so much trash that I just want to go out there and clean up. You know, just give them a hand. Sometimes, right. you know, the people panhandling on the corner, mm-hmm. I just want to just stop over there and get all the trash and, you know, take it to the dump and dump it. But I can't do that. Well, some people have tried to do it. And by the way, not all the trash is com- is um, done by homeless people. I saw no, this no, no, I'm not, I'm not okay. saying that. <laughs> you got to understand. Okay, go I'm ahead, going. go ahead. But I'm, I'm talking about my personal story where I actually seen people dump trash on a property where I was working on putting the AC system. Right, right. Me, me yeah. too. But, 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 but you got. They didn't look like us. I'm, they I'm didn't look like us. Go ahead. All right. Now, in order for me to help people. To go over there and pick up uh, truckloads of trash for free two and three days, you know, out of the week to make sure the area is clean, they're going to charge me. Now, and these people come from Florida, and they're giving carte blanche and access to the dump, and they can dump for free. Right. And that in there is the problem. Yes, the residents are dumping the trash. Yes, not, the contractors are dumping the trash. Yeah. You have everybody dumping the trash, and we keep trying to point the finger at one person. Everybody's dumping the trash. Right, right. you got people that want to help and clean up, but they can't because they are being charged for it. Where the white people are coming from Florida, and they can do it for free and get on TV and say, look, I'm helping the Baltimore people. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm helping the Baltimore people. I'm helping the people who don't know how to look out. But, but see, what but the, we, let me finish. That's the Baltimore doesn't let me, allow us to help ourselves. Let me, let so me, why is Baltimore okay, tying but, our hands? But, Charles, stop right there. What some of those people have found out from personal experience that once they so-called, quote-unquote, helped the Baltimore people, within two hours somebody came from outside that community with a big trash load of pickup truck full of trash. Right, and it was let me finish. somebody from let me the finish. city or some, somebody. But it was from, somebody um, not from that community. Dumping that trash there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, people in the community dump trash, but they get a lot of help from people outside the community. It's not all just those people. That's, that's what they're trying to get you to believe. It's everything. It's everything. You got all kind of people, the residents, outsiders, contractors, everybody's dumping. Right. But you got people like myself that but, want to clean it up. And right. we can't clean it up because we're being charged for it. Y'all don't understand that if we were given the same opportunity okay. like the people from Florida, you would have a clean city. Uh, all right, Charles. Okay. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, all right. Th- thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and speculate and talk about what I think. I'm going to talk about what I know right now. All right. I was just down at the property. Um, I was putting the AC system in. So, gentlemen, I guess they parked around the corner. They dragged a couch. And this is a black guy's house. It's, it's above Park Heights, though. He just moved to the neighborhood. Only black guy in the neighborhood. In that particular neighborhood. And near Pimlico, right above the racetrack. And uh, these, I don't know how, you know, why they picked his particular house. But they dragged this big couch around the corner. I see it in my own eyes. These weren't black people. They put the couch and I just had people there working late. I was trying to run some thermostat wire to get the job done so I could pay and get up out of there. You know, I put in a whole duct system and everything. My company did anyway. And um, so I come outside and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just going to leave this couch here. No, you're not. You, this, you know, this is not your property. I know the owner. You know, so this is not, you can't leave that. These weren't black people. The owner's black. 
Okay, they want to dump, dump this trial. I'm saying this by my own eyes. This ain't something I heard on the damn news or, or some some gossip I heard. And I'm like, um, you can't leave that couch here. So they pretended like they weren't going to leave it there. I come out there the next morning, the couch is there. And the, the fact of the matter is, there was a dumpster right in front of where they left it. All they had to do was lift the thing up to the uh, the big uh, dumpster. They didn't even bother to do that. That's that's what I'm saying. That This is the measure of what people, the disrespect people have to these communities. And then the fact of the matter is they blame it on the people in the community. And that's what I'm trying to say. And I don't go off a whole lot of fiction and all this kind of stuff because I see it with my own eyes. And it makes me mad. I go all over Baltimore when I'm putting these systems in. Um, let's go to Mark. Hey, how you doing, Tyrone? All right, sir. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for, for everything you do, man. And thank you for making it. Um, plain, man, that we don't have no sense of urgency. Um, your program was introduced a long time ago. Mary Pat Clark made sure you had the hearing. And, uh, you know, one thing I got to say about Miss Pugh, I didn't agree with everything she did, but she did give us a pilot. Now, she was a strong leader. She was, she, yeah, she, she gave us a pilot. Now, yeah, let me even let me finish though. Now, right yeah, after yeah. she gave us the pilot, <laughs> she left office. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But I know, like, it was like a month later, she was gone, you know. So, yeah. you know, I would applaud her for that. I didn't agree with everything Ms. Pugh did, but I respect and I applaud her for doing that because that program will actually help the people. And if they Absolutely. give us a pilot, it'll prove itself. We'll sell that block. We'll, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll sell that block of new houses for a dollar at 1% renovation interest because we're not trying to make money. You know, you just pay for the renovations. That's it. And you're paying the city back for the money you lent them. They lent you for that. It's your tax dollars you asked them to lend you. It ain't their money. If this money does not belong to politicians, people, it ain't their money. So you basically just saying, um, could you lend me my money back so I can uh, rebuild this community and start paying taxes to the city of Baltimore? And they're saying, no, we need this money for rich people. You done lost your mind? <laughs> You're not rich. You're not a billionaire. Why should we give you money? You know, I never know when I might have to give $600 million to uh, a billionaire that don't even live in Baltimore City. Yes, sir. No <laughs> so why should it benefit you? I'm sorry. <laughs> no sense of urgency when it comes to you. I no, the working class is. Uh, with you, uh, Brother Tyrone, I was in there with you. Uh, it was a different meeting from with Miss Miss Pugh. Uh, and and the, the acting mayor um, did say he wanted to meet with you. He's the only I one that met, I haven't met a man yet. I cannot say anything bad about the man because he did agree to meet with us. So let's talk. Um, uh, mayor Young, if you're listening, let's talk about this. Let's do some that development that actually well. let's do some development that actually helps the working class citizen, not just billionaires. People that got that money already. That was months ago, Mr. Tyrone. I was in the meeting. I was in the call to action meeting. Not only did, did he not meet with you, um, the grassroots that was in there, uh, I beg to differ. They did not get uh, youth uh, funding money and, and the mentoring program over at New Shallow, 27 Let me years. tell you something. The, another program has been shown to work, demonstrated to work. And they, I, these people right. got to know this. They came to that stupid. Another program has been demonstrated to work is Youth Works programs to, to reduce violence in different communities, especially in Boston, Boston where it was tried. They've shown that giving young people jobs actually reduce crime because yes, a lot of times the reason people turn to crime, guess what? It's because they're broke. Surprise. That's why we have all these gangsters doing the depression like Bonnie and Clyde, Pretty Boy Floyd, John Dillinger, uh, Babyface Nelson, all those different gangs. And guess what? None of them were black. And these were notorious outlaws. We killed a police officer in a heartbeat and wouldn't That's think right. twice about it. Broke people out of jail and everything. That's but they right. were broke and they would they felt like the government wasn't looking out for them, you yeah. know, before the new deal or whatever. So they felt like they had to do what they had to do to survive. Sure. Well, because yeah. they were genetically predisposed to it, they were put under the same conditions we've been put, put under now. Desperation. Survival mode. And I'm not making excuses for crime. None of us should commit crime. But yeah. there's reasons. There, you know, there there are reasons why people will sell drugs. The same reasons people sell drugs is the same reasons. People sold alcohol during Prohibition. It's a black market item. When you have a black market item in a community where the people live in hopelessness, they're gonna some of them are gonna start consuming that black market item, and some of them are gonna be reduced to selling it in order to survive or to do well. And the kids are gonna notice that the people that are doing the best are the ones that are selling that product, and so they're gonna emulate that. That's why when you take out 
one drug gang, another you know, it increases violence in the neighborhood. It's counterintuitive, but the police will tell you that. It increases violence in the neighborhood because the other drug gangs are trying to move into that turf. And every time you take out one one guy, there's 10 guys waiting to take this place. We're going to take that risk to make that money. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Until you deal with the causes, this is cause and effect, people. That's it's right. all scientific, cause and effect. Until you deal with the causes, you're not going to be able to handle the effects. I agree with you, sir. Thank you for, for being on. And Mayor Pugh did say this, too, about the squeegee kids. She was trying to help them. She said a lot of them are homeless, and I say this all the time, and a lot of them um, um, don't have their GEDs and all that type of stuff. Right, the stupid people don't understand this. That a lot of right, these, exactly. that a lot of these, right. uh, and I hear a lot of this talk on Redneck Radio. I'm not gonna say the the the, the numbers or whatever. I'm not advertising idiocy, but um, they think that the squeegee kids are just out here to, just to be in their face, and they hate white people. Oh, I don't know what they're thinking, but they think the police is the answer to squeegee kids. No, fool, the answer to the squeegee kids is some jobs. Squeegee kids are trying to tell you, hey man, I need a job. I want to work for the money. And there's a young man named Merbelus. I met him at a community meeting. And he's been getting these squeegee kids and taking them to get them jobs. And he put out That's a challenge right. to the business community to put That's these right. kids to work. And I might try to get them on the show, by the way, and um, to get these kids to work. And it's work. When, they take, when he takes these kids to work, they want to work, and they do the work. Absolutely. So let's stop being stupid and really investigate. Come out of your damn office in your ivory tower and find out what's really going on in the community till you, before you start making these analysis off a of talk radio from people that don't even live in those communities or nowhere near within 100 miles of the dam. Some of these people live in Pennsylvania talking about what's going on in Baltimore City. Thank you, brother. All right, thank <laughs> you. Sorry about you, that, my rant. But That's, I know you got all the calls, man. Yeah, yeah, I do. I am so glad you're on, man. Oh, yeah, by the, num- by the way, the number is 410. Um, Jason, what's the number? 410 And uh, we're going to bring up Sarah. Hi. How you doing, Ms. Sarah? I'm doing well, thank you. I just wanted to um, sort of, sort of um, go back a little bit to the gentleman who was talking about uh, being willing to remove the trash if, in fact, there were a way he could do it without being charged. Okay, okay, good. Is there, a, is there something that can be done to help people like that who are willing to do that? His issue was that they were, that when he, when he goes to the city dump, they are um, charging him by the pound, right. yeah, to dump the trash. Now, I, right. I've encountered that in City Bump. Um, a lot of times, if you have, like, because with, with my business, I got to get rid of uh, metal and all this other stuff when I remove an AC system. A lot of times, if you have a truck that has uh, a placard on it or it has rails or, you know, pipe racks or whatever, they're going to charge you because they're going to assume that, you, um, that you're, you're doing it, you know, for business reasons and you're making money from that right. venture. Now that's right. that's the issue. He's saying that people are coming into our city from other places and being allowed to dump free, obviously because they don't have placards or they don't have um, the pipe racks which identify them as a business entity. Okay, so that's the only thing I gain from that. Yeah, but isn't there a way that you would think that if he's willing to do this uh, for the city for free, that they have some sort of a voucher or a, uh, bless your heart, Miss Sarah. Bless your heart. See, Miss Sarah, Miss Sarah, bless yeah. your heart. You're thinking that. If it's good for the city, the city will do it. And that's what yeah, all of us right. would like to think. But just because it's good for the city doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do it. We even find this out. People, in, and, and I'm not a real activist. I'm just somebody, when I see a problem, and I was always taught, you know, you reach back and help others. Um, and I'll try to pitch in where I can. But that's not my occupation. I don't want to be an activist. But sometimes you're forced to be. When right. you see stupidity and you're missed and you see suffering, that can be mitigated and, and it's really unnecessary, you know. So sometimes we're forced, if we have any decency about ourselves, just like you, to, to act when we see something that's unnecessary happening and then can be easily cured. Right. And um, I'm sorry. Let me just say this also. Um, I've seen people dump, actually dump things. I've caught them dumping. And what, I, what I've been doing is. So you're not the only, I'm not the only one then. I'm not oh, making no, no, this up. No. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, what I do is I take their tag numbers down and I send it to the city. Or if they uh, dump something and I don't see it, I'll just look in the box or whatever they dump see if there's an address. There you go. And I'll call it into the city, and you know, and then there's a problem, of course, of having the city come and get it. But that I do. Um, and they should be they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent exactly, of the law. Exactly, and I don't think I really don't think they're doing anything once you know get this information. But no, I they're think, not because what? that's why the citizens of Baltimore are getting the blame for all this trash being dumped because nobody's being prosecuted as proof 
that the people don't even live in the community. Mm-hmm. Well, some do and some don't. As I said, yeah. when I pull up the address, it is someone that, that is in the, uh, uh, lives in the area. Right. But uh, like I said, I do. I send the tag numbers in, uh, into the people who are supposed to do something about it. Um, but one other but in my was, opinion, those, 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 those sites shouldn't even exist. If they took those, Baltimore has a lack, as I keep saying, Baltimore City has a lack of affordable housing. And then we have a gentr- uh, gentrification project coming up. For every 100 families, Looking for affordable housing that's only forty-two units. Mm-hmm. We can do something with that. The, that housing, the housing, um, the blight thing is really a gold mine in disguise. We're just too stupid to realize that. We were to spend twenty-three thousand five hundred dollars to tear down one house, and then give land away for free to a developer, and then um, mm-hmm. give him your tax, your tax dollars, and my tax dollars to build on that property, instead of giving the um, citizen whose money it is anyway, alone to restore that property exactly. and put young men to work. That makes too much go, sense. And, and when you go down to try to get one of the dollar uh, houses or something that you want to purchase, they give you all kinds of runaround. Right, right. But the dollar house we're talking about comes with the loans from the city because the banks ain't going to do that. The banks yeah. aren't. We know that. The banks are the ones that created the problem with, with all this stuff, uh, the, the, with the, uh, the scandal with the subprime loans where they targeted the black community with the most expensive loans in the universe. You know, uh, and I'm and, I, and I'm going to say this because I've tried to get me to purchase a couple of eighty-one dollar houses. I'm finding that uh, they better. No, no, no. So, are so, going to Miss Sarah. Mm-hmm. What are you? What program are you talking about? Because the dollar house program that we're trying to push doesn't, all, doesn't exist. It does not vacant, exist. Vacant to value. That thing is a value program. We were at the te- the testimony for our version of the dollar house program. There were so many people complaining about that thing. They, that mm-hmm. you would have thought that's the worst, worst program ever created. Mm-hmm. It's so exactly. user unfriendly. It seemed like it was made it made to help developers only. Yeah, developers and people who work for the city because they get exactly, the exactly. But I wanted to find a little. Well, that's bit that's, more about the, that's the testimony I heard. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wanted to find a little bit more about the petition and how I can talk to you offline. Okay, um, you can call me, and if you, uh-huh. especially if you're a special cook, I would love to talk to you. We got a very, a very, um, vigorous list of, of very intelligent black people who really want to help that community and see what's going on, know what's wrong. And want to do something about it. And we do need professional help from lawyers. And we have some professional people. We have scientists and all kinds of people on our roster on, okay. for, as our core group. And um, what, what you could do, you call me personally. I'm not scared to get yeah. my number. I ain't, I'm not no, I'm not, I ain't no punk. You know, my number is, let me get my number. Let me get my number. And don't nobody call me with no nonsense because okay. I'm going to handle it. My you, number's you want four. <laughs> to just call in and you, you want to just give it to JJ and I call in and get it? I know, I'm not afraid because people that really want to help can call me. The okay. people that don't want to help, I'll deal with that. Okay. okay. My number is 410-978-6889. Don't call me with no nonsense, people, because I will deal with you. Very good. All right. All right. Thank you. Contact. All right. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate you. Thank you. God bless. Okay. Now, okay. Uh, next, Angela. Hello? Yes, Miss Angela. How you doing? Uh, how you doing, sir? All right, man. Uh, I just wanted to call to uh, jump in on this, too. <laughs> Because uh, I live in a community, uh, Lafayette community, and uh, I've been uh, a place that cleans up, and uh, I'm very, very frustrated about people throwing trash off the trucks in the alleys, because I've been cleaning the alleys. You go ahead, sir. So this is authentic radio people, by the way. These are real people, okay? And this lady is saying she's cleaning up. She lives in the neighborhood. And I heard the complaints on on TV where these little... Officials are saying, clean up your neighborhood. I'm a very little lady, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Yeah. Very little in stature, but big in but heart. Big in heart. Uh, I got yes, you. Sir. Uh, so elderly people live here that can't come out and clean up like that. So um, I'm very frustrated because it happens over and over. I call the city, and the city always tells me that I have to catch them. But see, I won't be out in the street at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, okay. you don't. As you Good point. Them, get the license plate number right. and take a picture of it. You right. know, this is what they tell me. So I'm, I'm equally frustrated. Right. You know, and, Mother, let me stop you. Let me stop you. I, 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 you know, my heart goes out to you because my mother is, uh, she's, a, she's a, in her 70s, her late 70s. And she goes out and sweeps up. So I get it. I get there. That's why I'm in, I'm insulted when people come on the air. Politicians are saying that we need to clean up our neighborhoods. And you got people coming outside the community dumping trash there. And I, I'm truly insulted when I hear that stuff. 
And I, I just want to, I just want to, um, if I was Elvis, I would shoot the TV screen or something. But I'm not Elvis. So can I tell you? Um, I'm sorry. There's not an active community organization here. Right. Um, I was told that um, you need to um, have uh, like a church or, you know, people to get together to give you a, a dumpster. Right. Okay. Yeah, so um, I was able this uh, past spring to go through that, to bust through that because it's only me. And I got the... Uh, I got the city to let me um, get a dumpster, and I got it right in front of my house. And it was only me and this other one person. And I was pulling things up and down the alley for, I mean, for a couple of hours, because they only gave it to me for like four hours. Because I tried for two years to get it, and I finally got it. And when I got a whole bunch of stuff out the alley that was dumped by the trucks, and in two days, I was going past the drug, the People that's buying drugs and everything, just dragging stuff up and down the alley, like doors, windows, stuff that's been down on the ground for two, three years, shoveling and everything. Nobody would help. I didn't expect for the elderly people to help, but there were people that was looking and seeing they could have helped, but they did not. So I just kept on, you know, going on. Now, it's still more stuff in the alley again. They done dumped it in there again. And what I want to know is, why do they not stick with uh, defining people? I know who the, uh, the city inspectors is. They come around your area. And- I agree. I agree with everything you just said. I'm a fan of what you're saying. You're yes, preaching too clear. Nobody's working butts. cohesively together. They don't. They don't work in. Unison. They need to put their names in the paper and post their addresses along with a mugshot or or picture of them. of who of the people that dump these this trash in your neighborhood. But you got to catch them. They see people with these trucks. I know. I know. I know. I know what's going on. And, I don't believe the propaganda they're telling us in the media on these redneck radio stations. And then it's they nonsense. have, well, it's not a lot of rats around here like before, but they still have rats. Oh, but they now got they it. have a whole a row houses of raccoons. <laughs> that don't, you know, the, house, the raccoons, they live in there. And yeah, they, raccoons and bad, too. Drugs. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, a raccoon, a rat ain't got nothing on a raccoon. A raccoon whip a, uh, um, a rat butt with one hand tied behind the back. So they so some bad jokes, and they carry that. rabies, too. Yeah. Um, okay, I got to I gotta go on. I got a whole ton of callers while we were talking this Tyrone, I, I, I wrote your number down. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, but day. anybody want to help us in that cause, you know, feel free to call me. But don't call me with no nonsense, because I'm going to read you. Okay, so, <laughs> um, Mr. let's go with uh, Arthur. Hello? Yes, Mr. Arthur. How you doing? All right, sir, how you doing? Good, right, several things. Now, when I was 16, I'm, I'm almost 62 now, I worked with YouthWorks. Me too, we would go, when I was 14. We would go around, say it again? When I was 14, I worked with YouthWorks, and I would go around cleaning up white communities. I would pull, I would right. pull weeds out of uh, the sidewalks, and we would clean those communities up. Rowland Park well, and all these all these places. I don't remember doing it. I'm sure they had it in our communities, but I don't remember. We had something called the clean Afro Clean Block for our communities. But the city paid us to go into the white us from what I saw. I'm not gonna talk with nobody else. Into the white community and we cleaned up and we um pulled weeds out of the sidewalk and all kinds of things like that. And some of the better white well, communities in Baltimore. Well, but go ahead, I'm so, sorry. So we, so I don't wanna give the neighborhood, but we we would we would be on the back of the I trucks will. and we would have to go clean the alley. I used to be on yeah, I used to be on the back of the trucks. And I, I will get the names of the neighborhoods. They were affluent white neighborhoods. Right, but these were black neighborhoods and, and when okay. we would clean up, the next day we would go back and people had thrown the trash right back. So some of it is the resident. Uh, did you see like did you see the people like, throwing the trash out? Did you see it or you just assumed that it was resident? Yeah. Yeah, see, we would You see saw it. them do it. Now, I'm not talking about, like, furniture and stuff. I'm talking about, oh, yeah. like, regular oh, yeah. trestles. But you, every neighborhood is like that. Fells Point is like that. People, you you stand in Fells Point long enough, you'll see people get drunk, drop trash, drop, you know, beer bottles on the sidewalk. But that, right. that but that, your neighborhood is maintained very, quite well, trust me. Now, now, another thing is, like, so, so I had now, a, now, a I'm, just, I'm just saying to say black people are the only people to do that. Don't believe that. I'm not, I, yeah, okay, I yeah. wasn't saying that. Yeah, go I ahead, go ahead. That. Go ahead. Another thing is when I was, so I had a property in the city paying taxes and everything. When I went to the, the yard where they have the dumpsters, they said, I can't dump because I'm a landlord. And I said, that's that what is, I'm saying. That's, asinine. that's what I'm saying. I'm that's what I was trying to explain. Tax. Because not, I'm not, I agree with you. If you're paying taxes, you should be able to allow, to allow the dump there. But what I'm saying is that if they can prove that you're doing it for business purposes, they're not going to let you do it. 
Right, but I'm saying, but if you pay, in, so I'm saying, if, if a tenant leaves like mattresses and stuff, then you're you don't buy me if it's in the yard. But I'm saying, but to me, to me, you should be able to dump if you own a pro, if you own and you're paying a for the, you're paying for these city services through tax. You're paying. Yeah, right. Taxes. I agree. You're not. Look, you preach to the choir. I agree. Yeah. Whatever that you just said, you know. But I'm not going to sit here and let people say that black people only people dump trash on the ground. That's I'm that's not saying uh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm not saying. But like what you're say, saying it's, about it's, you being a property owner, you should be allowed to take your, well, you paying your property tax, that's part of it. You should be able to take your, um, that trash that those tenants left that you were willing to clean up that, to that dump and not be charged for it. I agree. Right, and this. Hello? Hello? All right. Um, we lost. <laughs> now, look, originally this show was going to be about um, people pulling themselves, talking about the, how they pull themselves up by their own bootstraps, but. I, <laughs> Uh, we got off on a tangent about this trash thing because yeah, obviously, obviously, it's um, um, very personal to people. With your um, your Majesty in Chief Donald Trump coming to um, uh, coming Thursday to Baltimore, so y'all get y'all autograph um, pads out and y'all get y'all MAGA hats and y'all go down and greet your um, Commander in Chief. You know, you Donald Trump lovers. So I know some of y'all are. Y'all just don't want to admit to it. You got that that Donald Trump picture in your pocket. Some of y'all. Okay, let's go with uh, Diane. Good morning. How you doing, Tyrone? All right, Miss Diane. How you? How you doing? I'm I'm well. I'm not, I am excited about your program. I know it's gonna it's gonna take off after you know you get all this kinks and stuff out. You know, uh, Tyrone, I call because um, I see where in the white community, if you have a Section Eight and you rent in a house. They allow you to, if you and the landlord talk, you can buy that house after a couple of years, right? In the black community, they always send us outside of the city limits to another county and not telling the black people that they have a choice to buy a Section 8 with the house that they're in, you know, if they're renting, you know. <laughs> Diane, and, uh-huh. Diane, stop right there. Good point. There are numerous programs, even some programs where they actually give people right. money to buy a house in Baltimore where black people, if you ask them, they know nothing about it. But white people right. seem to know all about it. How's that how's that work? I don't I don't I don't know. Because maybe maybe they want a certain um person to live in Baltimore. And, maybe that's and, what and, it. and so that's why we <laughs> that's why we gotta fight every single day because it's not fair. And you know, Tyrone, it, this is even before your show, I said this a couple of years ago. We should have been to Baltimore City, the black community, because the way they disenfranchise black people, they allow those houses Back in the day when I was growing up, and you talked about it too, when a landlord left his property vacant, they used to put uh, liens and I mean not liens, they would give him a, a lord's ticket on his um, the door of that that house that had been vacant and where the grass, and they used to find them. They don't do that no more. Right, that, right. That's an this is what right there. this is what income. has been happening systematically. Mm-hmm. They've been working to get these blocks vacant so they can justify right. tearing them down. Basically. So they can right and right. give it to the developer. And give, it to, right, for, give the land to the developer for free. For, for free, as along large, with your tax and, dollars. And then, like what you said, and all of this goes together. When and the land, that, and that, that Diane, the mm-hmm. insult to injury. A lot of that land was taken during the housing scandal, where these mortgage companies targeted yeah. targeted black homeowners yeah. that had been in their houses for years, some for mm-hmm. generations, yeah. and took and, their houses with these high-priced mortgage schemes, using their houses for a piggy bank and all that, and swindled them out of their money. And then mm-hmm. dumped them out of their houses. But they got to keep the houses. The banks kept the houses. And the banks yeah. got bailed out on right. top of it. And, and here's but you the lost thing. your house. You got punished. Tyrone, I was up in, uh, um, what you call, Lafayette Square on Saturday at the Jazz Festival for Billy Holiday. Went down a couple of blocks, seeing white folks that moved in. These, like those houses that had been vacant. Right. And they, they renovating floor by floor, you know. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lady and her son, me and my uh, girlfriend, she's the president of her community association. She said, look, the lady was coming out with b- empty boxes. She had them folded up, her and her son. And this is what I'm seeing, that the good neighborhoods that we used to have, now they are coming, moving in, because we have allowed the city to disinvest in us. And then It wasn't us, just disinvestment, Diane. It was mm-hmm. proactive cheating people out right. of their homes. That, and including that, John Hopkins. And and uh, oh, as I said before, uh-huh. the plan was, um, according to what I read uh, during the uh-huh. O'Malley administration, the plan was to turn Baltimore into a college town using yeah. John Hopkins on the east side and the University and, of Medical, uh, Maryland Medical on Center the on the west side as anchors. That's why we got to watch who's sitting on these boards. 
yes. making these decisions because the tie-in is the robbing of land from black people. From the yeah, black community. And it is, and we still got to fight. We got, that's why we got, you, I'm glad you got the show so you can educate people because people don't seem to understand. They want to say, it's, oh, black people did it. It's so insidious that it's, it's <laughs> and complex, mm-hmm. but it, it's effective. That people, yeah. it's hard for people to understand because they're busy trying to survive. Right, and you then know? the other thing is they got us saying that we, we do throw this the most of the dumping. We don't. Right. Like you said, you see trucks, small trucks that can't pay to go in them dumps. They and, dump in on the bacon life. They dump in the back of people's houses. I right. have a man that live up in Patterson Paul. He's a truck driver, and he's not home all the time. So they dump in his on right. the back of his thing. He showed me where they right. the find in him. And then you're, and he's, you and, know he's not even home. And then to add injury to insult and put the cream on the um on the coffee and the mm-hmm. and the hot chocolate and put the icing on the cake, your right. president of the United States is complaining about the mice when his d- damn uh, son-in-law has got mice all in his damn house. And, and, and a lot of those properties. <laughs> and ain't doing nothing about it. And he got a lot of. And fighting lawsuits about it. Right. A lot of property in the counties. Yeah, he got it in Baltimore City too. Dutch Phillips right. is in Baltimore City. And they was talking about <laughs> Baltimore County, how on it, that side where I used to work at in Essex, they have a lot of property. Um, like you said, people are bringing lawsuits against It's, it's like Malcolm X used to say. And uh, Malcolm used to say this. He, they would say, um, do you, "Why do you preach hate or whatever?" You, you, you've been caught preaching hate. He said, "I don't. I, I've never preached any hate." What he said that the guilt complex of the American white man is so profound that as soon as you po- point out an injustice, right. they accuse the person that's pointing out the injustice of preaching hate simply because they point out injustice. Right. Instead of dealing with the injustice, they point out. Yeah, and they don't want to. And that means they don't want to. They're doing it on the cheap because they're saying and, that you just complaining. Right, and but so you have every right to. Because you're an American and taxpayer, black too. People, then we, if we complain and they say, we hate, we need to start suing them because maybe the city and everybody will wake up that, that said that we're preaching hate. We're not. We love our community just like everybody And we don't else. hate anybody. No. But we do and, hate white supremacy and injustice, just like any American right. citizen should. Yes, and then we, what you said about, you know, when, when the people are so laxidated because they've been disenfranchised and been lied to so many times, they get that way, and then the city comes in and, they feel and, helpless. and, and, and plays and play on it. <laughs> All right, Diane, we got to move right. because okay. um, I got a bunch of calls, and, and we're going to try to do this real quick, calls. Let's try a minute, get your point across, and, and I'm, I apologize. I, got, I get so wrapped up. Let's go to Thomas. Hey, what's up, big brother? How you doing, brother Ty? All right, sir. How you doing, Mr. Thomas? Hey, listen, man. I know what you're talking about, about this trash, about this trash and stuff. Then right, right. I know what you're talking about is right. I have took pictures of different contractors that the city deal with dumping trash okay. in these Okay, cities. Mr. Thomas, before you go on, I listen to Redneck Radio because I want uh, to know what they think about us. What you're saying is the exact opposite of what they're saying. And and the majority of citizens in Baltimore listen to that state station because um, they're um, let's face it, um, Redneck Radio. You know, Charm Handy, Handy, for instance. I mean, Sean Handy is the most popular um, talk radio show host, and, and uh, no, Rush Limbaugh didn't follow Sean Handy in the United States because uh, conservative talk is more popular because white people are in, actually a majority of the population. But go ahead. But I believe you. Because you're there. I know what I'm talking about, bro. Go I ahead. got pictures of it. I have seen pictures to the to the court enforcement people. You know what they tell me, bro? I give up. Because they, <laughs> because they physically because they didn't physically see it, they can't charge these people. That's and insane. I'm like, I'm like, look at the video, man. The video shows that different contractors that the city give millions of dollars to. To do things in sound the like city. the sound like the police department. If they have a picture of you getting choked to death or your neck broken, they can't really charge unless they because <laughs> they didn't see it themselves. Even they have it on camera. <laughs> let me let, let me clarify something so nobody won't get themselves in trouble. Go ahead. The views and opinion I'm about to give. No, nah, you can I, you ain't gonna be in no trouble because I know what you say is correct. Show or its management. Listen, <laughs> it's a company called Spinnerello. Right. Spinnerello. It's a company called Louise. Okay. That does the sidewalk. They have taken that old concrete up from the sidewalks, take it in these alleyways, and dump it. Okay? Right. You send them, you send them pictures of this, bro. And they tell you because they didn't, 
physically see it, there's nothing they can do about it. But, bro, if you turn around and don't cut your grass, your grass get a certain height. They ain't got to physically see you do that, do they? They ain't got to physically see you taking a nap or watching the game. That's right. That's right. And so – Something has got to be done about this, man. Um, nothing's going to be done man. because nothing's going to be get done, sir, because it doesn't affect the people they want to protect. You are just a working class black person. You're not that important. And uh, even though the, the politics in Baltimore are controlled by people that look like us, unfortunately, they have come to believe that your issues are not important regarding home ownership. And uh, I've been I've been taught that the hard way. And, uh, and, and jobs, and jobs training. I'm t- I'm a, I want to say this one more thing, bro. Yeah. The people that look like us, that's in these offices, man, they ain't nothing but the plantation's keepers, man. Thank you. Know, you. you got that. Overseas. House Negro, field Negro, that's what that, that's, that, that's, that's the, that's that, the economy, that. right. Okay, we're going to have to move on. Let's go to Manny. Show Our show's almost <laughs> over, but let's, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's wait. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Manny. You got, the, you got these divergators, man, who will, who will deviate from the truth, man. Like he was saying, these people will come. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. My sister lives over there by um, Hilton. Hilton. Okay. And, uh, I know the area. Yeah, you know the area. Mm-hmm. But what, the, what they do, a lot of white people come from different, uh, like Towson and everything, and they'll dump stuff in the alley. Well, this particular time, they dumped the couch outside my sister's gate. And it's a nice, clean community, nice, clean alley and everything. So <clears throat> she took pictures of it. And I said, uh, and then they gave her a citation, because they will give you a citation for not cutting your grass and all that, you know. But most people in that neighborhood keeps it up. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. I'm listening. Yeah. So what laughing. happened was that, what happened, man, what, what happened was that they gave her a citation. She says, I called the people five times to come and pick this couch up that I didn't put there, and they refused to do it. They didn't come at all. So she had to go to court. I said, I'll go to court with you. Mm-hmm. You know? So what happened was that, the guy who who, who uh, gave it a citation, he lied and said it's a very dirty alley, but he didn't know we had pictures of all this. And the judge looked at that. She said, I don't see nothing wrong with this. These alleys are clean besides this couch being there. He said, well, I might have got that mixed up with another alley. <laughs> all right, sir, we're going to move on. Thank yeah, you for calling. They call next week. Give, they started the fire and, the, and they dismissed the case, man. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know, oh, man, I know. These people. You, I, I knew before you finished. No, you know, nothing, nothing came yeah. up. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's go to Doctor Eugene. Doctor Eugene. Good morning, brother. Good morning, sir. He meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. I'm talking about Donald Trump, and I understand that Donald Trump is coming to Baltimore. This is what I want to say to Baltimore, uh, to Donald Trump. Donald Trump, we are. Great people, you you need to know this. Donald Trump, if you listen, listen to Dr. Eugene. Listen, Donald Trump. I'm going, sir. I'm sorry. I want someone there in Baltimore to make to do this. Make sure that when he comes, that lift every voice and sing the Negro national anthem is sung. <laughs> look, I love it. Look, I love it. We Go don't ahead. want to protest. That's the way that we protest. He has he doesn't know the national anthem. And he probably doesn't know the Negro National Anthem. But if we get one of those great singers there in Baltimore or one of those great bands to play it, that'll teach him a lesson. We got to educate that no, dude. Taking that, taking that joke to one of his houses over there in Dutch Village, going to give a quick education on, on mice and mold. Because, and you know what, brother? Go ahead. This is the last thing I'm going to say to yes, all sir. of your listeners. I want you all to know, lift every voice and sing dot org. Visit Lift every voice and sing that all. The Negro National Anthem. I picked myself up from my, bo- uh, <laughs> my bootstrap, and I've done very, very, very well with that. Not only that, go to my website, lift every voice and sing that all, and then buy my books. We're going to talk about the bootstrap. We're going to talk about the bootstraps, Miss, on the next show. So I've been to talk about it on this show, but I certainly didn't do it by myself. I had a lot of help from the black community. A lot of help, and I'm thankful for that help. And I'm willing to reach back and help somebody else. And that's what our program's about. And the people in it, and our core leadership, they all have done well for themselves. And they just want to reach back and bring somebody else along. Because as we've already said, and I see Gloria, but we're not going to make it. We're not going to have enough time. Lord, we got enough time? Okay, we're not going to have enough time. But call it next week for another exciting edition of the Call Tyrone Show. And I thank you for your time.
WOLB Baltimore and WERQ FM HD3 Baltimore. Brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. We have a huge responsibility to 